Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Hit in the backfield and down he goes for a loss. J.J. Watt nailed him. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, at the 5, he's in again! Some more Murray Magic! Wow! Here's Craig Grealoux. Change is inevitable in the National Football League and major change announced on Monday. Greg Rayalu coming to you from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, soon to be joined by our entire panel of Cardinals insiders. But we are waiting to hear from owner Michael Bidwell. The news of the day, head coach Cliff Kingsbury relieved of his duties and general manager Steve Kime stepping away to focus on his health. This one day after the Cardinals ended their regular season with a loss in San Francisco, 4-13. and 13. The Cardinals ending the year with seven straight losses. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury, four seasons as head coach, a record of 28-37-1 with one playoff appearance, inherited a three-win team, and showed improvement in his first three seasons, going from five to eight to 11 wins, and then this most recent season with just four. For Steve Keim, who had taken a health-related leave of absence back on December 14th, joined the Cardinals as a regional scout back in 1999, had been the general manager since 2013, and now two major holes within this Cardinals organization going into an offseason that we expected a lot of change and change we are getting so far here just one day after the end of the regular season. Now, what happens next? General manager first, head coach first. You would think GM first before a head coach, but we'll wait and see. Again, waiting word from owner Michael Bidwell, who made the announcement earlier on Monday, and now we wait to see what happens moving forward. Once the general manager, once the head coach, then yes, after a four-win season, you expect much more change, whether on the coaching staff and then a roster that right now has 33 unrestricted free agents. Something to pay attention to. Again, this was to be expected, considering how the season went, and it has been a long, long season, even going all the way back to the offseason. It seemed like it was one thing after another, and this year really got off the rails from the get-go. It's unfortunate. Again, wish nothing but the best for both Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury, but this is what happens when you do not win enough ball games, and the Cardinals have not won enough. In fact, if you go back when this team was 10-2, and they have gone 5-18 and since, and that includes the playoff loss at the Los Angeles Rams. Again, Craig Rialu here inside the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, awaiting word from owner Michael Bidwell. You get a look there at the podium where he will take questions from the assembled media. I'm guessing first a statement on the explanation and the reasoning for why he let both Kime and Kingsbury go. Probably not too much of a surprise to many Cardinal fans based off how this season began, a season that, let's be honest, had a lot of expectation going into the year, especially coming off a playoff appearance and with so many key pieces returning. A number of free agents coming back into the fold. It's just unfortunate that injuries really derailed this season. 18 players ended on IR, including 11 starters. 
a franchise record 83 different players saw action this season. Again, owner Michael Bidwell about to approach the podium and speak to the assembled media here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. And then upon his press conference conclusion, I'll be joined by Darren Urban, Paul Calvisi, and Danny Sarek, our entire panel of Cardinals insiders, to react to the news and then probably discuss what comes next for the Arizona Cardinals here, which will maybe be the most interesting offseason in recent memory. Anytime you have a change of this magnitude, when it's both the head coach and the general manager, that makes things even more interesting and something that we'll pay attention to and follow all offseason, obviously on azcardinals.com. Cardinals right now, as we speak here on this Monday, one of five teams looking for a head coach. The Panthers, Colts, Broncos, and Texans also have vacancies right now. We'll see if that number increases either later on this Monday or in the coming days. Again, owner Michael Bidwell earlier on Monday in a press release just after 10 a.m., the Arizona Cardinals Football Club today announced that head coach Cliff Kingsbury has been relieved of his duties General Manager Steve Kime has decided to step away from his position in order to focus on his health. The team wishes them well and thanks both of them for their contributions. It was four years ago on Sunday that head coach Cliff Kingsbury was hired. And now, four years later, he is no longer the Cardinals' head coach. He took over for Steve Wilkes and again, inherited a three-win team, showed improvement, made one playoff appearance, but just not enough as far as number of wins and an offense that showed progress. The injury to Kyler Murray certainly derailed things this season. Never really able to get that offense on track. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore never got to see what this offense was fully capable of based off the number of decisions that were made in the offseason going in. That includes re-signing Zach Ertz. He loses or he gets hurt based off an injury mid-season. So nothing really went all that well for the Cardinals on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that's where this really hinges as far as where this team goes from here. What do they do offensively? Who comes in? and tries to get Kyler Murray back on track. We don't know, though, how long Kyler is going to be out after having ACL surgery this past week. How long is his recovery? What does his rehab look like? How much time, if any, is he going to miss at the start of the 2023 season? Seems unlikely he'd be ready for week one. So then what are we talking about? One month? Two month? And that certainly... I wouldn't say hamper, but that certainly is a factor when you're looking at a new general manager, a new head coach coming in and trying to take what was a 4-13 and team and get it back to where we all want this team to be, and that is in the postseason. Again, you're looking at a live shot, the podium where owner Michael Bidwell will soon address reporters here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center to comment not only on the firing of head coach Cliff Kingsbury, but also the move of general manager Steve Kime to step down because in order to focus on his health. Now, if you look at what we've seen so far in 2022, it is very easy. It's not uncommon for teams to go worst to first. We've seen it. Most recently, 
Jacksonville Jaguars. They won the AFC South. They are in the postseason. Cardinal fans certainly want this team to be back into the playoffs where they were just a year ago in 2021. It was a one-and-done season, but certainly something that we all hope that this team is coming back into the fold and getting back where we all want this team to be, and that is in the playoffs. Again, we are waiting word here from owner Michael Bidwell, the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, where earlier on Monday he announced that head coach Cliff Kingsbury had been relieved of his duties and that general manager Steve Keim was stepping away from his position in order to focus on his health. Once we hear from Michael Bidwell, I'll be joined by Darren Urban, Paul Calvisi, and Danny Sarek, our entire Cardinals insiders, as we discuss and react to what Michael had to say. In fact, let's hear from Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, My name is Michael Bidwell. I'm president of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. I'm here today. It's one of the hardest days. It is the hardest day in uh, uh, the football life, and that's when you've got to part ways with people uh, that you respect and appreciate all their contributions. Um, one has been with us for 25 years, uh, who has let us know that he is leaving the organization and has left the organization and, uh, going to focus on his health. And I want to thank Steve for his contributions and wish him well. Um, and then Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, somebody who I've really grown to like and appreciate, uh, just a great man. I, I've been around this organization my entire life, and I don't know any coach that has worked harder than Cliff Kingsbury. He has put in countless hours, and we had a good long conversation today um, in which I told him I, I, I'm really sorry because this is a tough decision, uh, but at the same time, it was a decision that needed to be made. And um, I wished it could have worked out better for him because in terms of putting in the effort, there's a guy that really deserved to have the outcome that we were all expecting a year ago or so. So um, the search has started for both the general manager and for a head coach. We're going to cast the net far and wide, doing it differently than we've done it in the past. Uh, I've already been on the phone setting up uh, interviews and uh, speaking with people I respect around the NFL, getting their input on the best candidates out there. Uh, We are going to look at internal candidates and external candidates and, um, again, cast the net far and wide. We're not looking at particularly offense or defense. Uh, We're looking for some two candidates that are extremely strong. The preference is to get a general manager in place first, but if that doesn't happen, we're not going to be afraid to hire the right head coach. And um, so we're looking forward to uh, moving forward on on those interviews. I've already interviewed two internal candidates for general manager, Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris. I've also interviewed one external candidate, uh, and we've got interviews later this week. And we're trying to set up right now different interviews. I'd also say that I've spoken to uh, a number of our players and have uh, appointments to set up uh, and speak with uh, a number of our leaders in the locker room to continue conversation to get their input uh, and to see how we can, we can uh, get the Cardinals turned around. 
we all thought over the last three seasons, uh, or the prior three seasons, that we would take the next step up after having achieved a playoff appearance last year. It didn't happen. The people in this room and our fans know all the reasons why, dating back to last year, that different factors that, that worked against us, still not an excuse, and we expected better. I expected better, and we deserve better. And that's what our community wants. It's what our fans want. It's what the players want. It's what everybody in this organization wants. So we're going to proceed, and uh, we're, we've been working hard. Uh, and I've been on and off the phone since uh, early this morning, had the conversation uh, uh, in the, this morning with Cliff and, and spoke last week with, with uh, Steve uh, about um, him to, focusing on his health. Again, want to wish him well and, uh, and, and appreciate all his contributions. So I'm happy to open it up for questions. Michael, when you say you'll do it differently than you have in the past, can you provide some additional details on how it will be different? Sure. The, the, the league, through uh, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, of which I'm a member, has some additional um, uh, requirements as we go through the process. There, there's a list of things that, you know, I don't know that you want me to get into all those things, but obviously this year uh, I won't have a general manager by my side, but I've got uh, the benefit of uh, reaching out to a number of uh, folks around the league, current general managers, uh, as well as other respected league executives about who the best and brightest are out there. I'd also say because of what we've done with diversity, equity, and inclusion in the NFL, I've now had access and an ability. We've had two accelerator programs this year, one in May and one uh, just last month in Dallas. And that gave us an ability to do, um, you know, to, to visit with and get to know a number of the, the up-and-coming GM and personnel candidates. And so I already feel, feel like we've, uh, we, we've started down that, that road. And, uh, and so I'm, uh, these won't be the first conversations I've had with a number of these folks, not knowing that, uh, where, where we'd be today back in May or even last month. So I think it's been a very good um, uh, process that the NFL has, has created, and it's given uh, me and us a real head start. Is there a sense of urgency knowing that there are other positions open right now across the league? Oh, yes. There's an incredible sense of urgency, and uh, believe me, I've been, uh, uh, like I said, on the phone and exchanging texts and messages and phone calls and, uh, and getting the input of, um, a lot of folks and trying to get a 360 degree view of a number of candidates. And we're also not done looking at it. Um, you know, there is no fixed list at this point. I'm trying to throw the, the net, cast the net as far and wide as I can. What's missing from this team when you look at it? Besides the injuries and the off the field, all the field stuff that happened this year, what's, what's missing that caused you to make this change? Well, I think when, when you look at the totality of the season, there were a lot of things, whether it was hop suspension or, or injuries or, or some of the other things that, that occurred. I think the number one thing is, you know, we need, we need to really make sure that we're getting the most out of those players and that the players are 100% uh, committed to making sure that we do everything we can do. And I've been speaking to some of our leaders, and uh, they're, the, we want to make sure that we've got the culture of that locker room, the culture of our uh, organization, really focused on 
maximum effort and making sure we do everything we can do to win the NFC West. Well, I think you all know that uh, I want to give the have the benefit of looking at an entire season, and I'm not going to make any decisions uh, without having the benefit of that. And so, I wanted to take in all 17 games over the 18 week season. And so, you know, obviously, I've been seeing how the team was performing, but I wanted to have the benefit of all uh, 18 weeks to see how we were we were responding. Mike, where does where does Kyler fit into this, or, and does he in terms of, uh, you said you didn't necessarily want an offensive or defensive coach, but does his presence, does that play a factor in any of this? I think so. I mean, right now, he's obviously he's re, re, recovering from a surgery and will be rehabbing in the offseason. Uh, but I think the, the big thing is he remains a dual threat, uh, incredibly explosive player, and, uh, you know, He's going to recover from this injury, and, and we're going to have uh, a great player come back next year. And so I think it's really important for us to make sure that we, we don't lose sight of that. And let's not lose sight of 13 months ago, we were 12-2. and two. We're the hottest team in the league just 13 months ago. And so you've, you've all seen it. There are teams that have been down a few years ago uh, that have flipped around and now are in the playoffs. So I feel like we can be a quick turnaround. We've got to get the right head coach, the right general manager in here, and that we can do that. We've got a lot of talent on this team, and we need to recover from these injuries, get back to uh, focusing on you know, what are the things that we need to be doing to win the NFC West. And that's ultimately what we need to do, because that's going to give us the ability to host a home playoff game and then, uh, and then hopefully get hot and move on to the divisional and the conference and the Super Bowl after that. That's the goal. What is the disconnect between you and Cliff? I don't know if there's a disconnect. There was just performance on the field. I think he put in uh, maximum effort. He he was in here, as I said earlier. There's, I've throughout my lifetime, I've never seen a coach put in more time. And uh, there were just a lot of bad breaks this year. And I think we got to the point to where it was just time for a change. Well, those, you know, again, he did that uh, two years ago, and we ended up at uh, 12 and two just 13 months ago. And then, you know, what happened is we were making progress for through the first three seasons, and then we really regressed this year. And I think we got to a point to where it was just time time to go in a different direction. Did you consider considering the suspension, all the injuries, I mean, offensive line, Kyler, the, the skill players, giving him one more year to see how he would do? Everyone was back and, and healthy. I think throughout the season, I was hoping, I think we were all hoping that things would turn around. And uh, we had a lot of um, you know, uh, players really step up and, and, and try to help us turn around. It just didn't happen. So I felt you know, in taking all of those, the, the entire season in, into consideration, it was just time for a change. My hope was much different. Our hope a year ago was much different for how the 2022 season, uh, we just were hoping and planning that we would continue to progress. Instead, we regressed. And I think it just got to a point where it's time for a change. You talked about how, how difficult this, this day is for, for you. You, know, you kind of touched on, you know, Cliff was first one here, last one to leave. You, you've been with this organization your whole life. Steve Kine gave half of his life to this organization. The emotional part, the, the, I mean, these are human beings. 
what's it like when, when you have to make these tough calls for you? Well, it, it's a tough call from a human standpoint. Um, you know, I think that when uh, when you work with people, you know, uh, they're, they're good people. And um, getting to know Cliff over the last several years, uh, what a what a great person he is. And I I just feel like. Um, those are those. These are hard decisions, but at the end of the day, my job is is to make the right decision for this organization. What's in the best interest of it, and that's 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 where we are with Cliff, and obviously with with Steve stepping away, I accepted his resignation, and again, thank him for his contributions. If you can comment on it, can or do you anticipate reaching out to New Orleans about Sean Payton? I'm not going to get into details of uh, any of the candidates we're we're reaching out to, other than to, than to acknowledge that uh, I've done the two interviews with, uh, one with uh, Adrian, one with Quentin. Would you want to do what it takes financially to um, get the best and biggest name as a coach to turn the ship around? I, I missed the first Are part of your question. Are you to do what it takes financially to get the biggest name and the best coach to turn the ship around? Well, what I'm willing to do financially is get the best coach and the best GM I, I, I don't know the biggest name uh, correlates to the best coach. So I, I, I guess what I would say is I, I definitely want to make sure that we get the best coach and the best general manager for this team and uh, get this team turned around as fast as we can. Will having to eat some of those contract extensions play into anything like that? Uh, no, it, it, it didn't. And, um, and so when, when you look at it, uh, Nobody here is hitting the easy button and saying let's just let's just keep this thing going. Uh, you know, the, we'll live with the financial consequences. And uh, Cam, you guys don't have to worry about it. We'll take care of that. So we'll manage our way through it. I'm gonna <laughs> do you wonder like, if some coaches, some GMs, question whether that style of quarterback is sustainable in the league? I mean, we know what he's dealing with now, but he's had a bunch of injuries in his four seasons. Well, you know, I just go back to 13 months ago. We were 12 and two, and there were a lot of GMs and coaches around the league saying, "Holy cow, how are we going to deal with Kyler Murray?" And we just want to get him back to where he was. Healthy, exactly, and so we'll get him back to healthy, and uh, look forward to uh, uh, moving forward. But I also recognize yesterday uh, we were beat by a team with a backup quarterback that was. Uh, injured, and they had a great team around him that was able to beat us. And uh, and and so, you know, Brock Purdy, and you know, some of the we got to be able to have that next man up mentality, including at the quarterback position. And hopefully, Kyler doesn't have a a season-ending injury again, and that we're able to keep him keep him healthy. Are you willing to consider a coach who would want to have uh, player personnel decision-making authority? I think when you look at all the. Um, uh, the, the models out there. There's there's a lot to get around coaching, and there's a lot around personnel, and that and and there's always that favorite question of, you know, who's in control of the roster. It's it's when you look at it, pretty much every team around the league, except for just a few exceptions, there's a real um, partnership between the general manager and the and the head coach, and I think that's that's what we're looking for, rather than trying to dictate uh, something up front. Dan Bickley's agreed to pick up the financial consequences, so um, he, he laughed the hardest, Cam. I didn't mean to embarrass you. I will embarrass Dan, though. So <laughs> there you go. How much input are you, if any, are you going to give Kyler moving forward with any of the decisions? Well, uh, we're in communication, and uh, and and we should be talking later today. We're 
texted and, and either today or tomorrow. And so absolutely want to get the input of uh, our leaders, uh, including Kyler, and have spoken with uh, a number of leaders already. Michael, you've been through a, a few of these coaching searches. What, what have you learned um, that'll make this one work? What, what do you think will help you? Well, I think uh, I think I've learned something in every one of the the searches, and I think this time around we're gonna we're gonna learn more. Uh, again, I think it, the, the key is casting the uh, the net far and wide, uh, making sure that we've got somebody with a very good plan with the right leadership skills uh, that can come in. Uh, not only at GM, but also at, at, at head coach uh, to make sure that we, we build the kind of um, team and squad and roster uh, as well as uh, staff and, and plan on both the offense and defensive side of the ball to make sure that we can win the NFC West. And when I, you know, I don't, I don't know that we're as broken as maybe people think. I mean, our record is terrible, but when you, you look at the talent on this team, we've got a lot of talent. We've just got to make sure that they're all playing together. Did Steve's resignation surprise you? Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was um, I, I don't want to get into details, but I, I didn't see that coming uh, earlier this year either. Did those conversations with Kyler include hope for or suggestion that He's here doing his rehab, rehab during the offseason. Yes. You know, we're, we're, again, I haven't spoken to him, but that's, that's what we'd like to see. How much authority do you want to have on player personnel? Are you willing to just give it all over to a general manager? Do you want to have uh, input on the decision making? Well, that, that's largely the way it's been. I mean, normally the way I've uh, handled things is, is um, you know, I want, I want to be, I want to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I think that's uh, appropriate for me, but I'm not making the decisions about who we're signing and re-signing and, and things like that. What would make you uh, go for a head coach before you settle on a GM? Just availability sake? Well, I'm sure there are lots of factors. I haven't seen it yet. So that's why I say the preference is to hire a general manager first, so. There's a lot of players players from this year's roster, where do you start in terms of evaluating the 2022 team going forward? Well, I, I don't know that I'll do the, the evaluating. <laughs> I'm going to let the general manager and coach do that. Um, but certainly, I think that, um, you know, I, I did feel like we had the talent uh, to win more games. The injuries really stacked up on us. And it was just unfortunate the way we performed. And um, and disappointing. And so, again, that was why it was time for a change. Adrian and Quentin are bright guys who have paid their dues, obviously. But is there any part of you that thinks maybe we need an outside voice in the organization? Yes, that's why we're casting the net far and wide. I want to be wide open and uh, open-minded about um, who is the best candidate. It's not necessarily going to be an internal candidate. Michael, you mentioned you having interviewed an internal candidate already for the head coaching job. Is that yeah, I'm sorry if I, I I don't think I mentioned that, but if I did, I was mistaken. I I, I expect that we may uh, interview an internal candidate, uh, and I, I think we will. But uh, I have not. Uh, uh, we have not done that interview. And uh, but what I have done is is um, we've had the interviews with both Quentin Harris and uh, Adrian Wilson. For your head coach, do you want them to be more of a CEO instead of, like you said, you didn't matter if it's offensive, 
or on the defensive side, but do all of them call plays, or do you like them to be more of that overarching role where they have a coordinator on each side of the ball? I think it, I, I, again, I think it depends on, on the exact person, and I, I don't want to have any uh, cookie-cutter idea about what, what that model is and what works best. Um, but it's really going to be about, I want, and that's why the preference is to have the GM on board first so that they can help with the evaluation of who, who the best uh, coach will be and what that style is going to be. Michael, why do you think this, we'll this the last one? If you why do you think this franchise hasn't been able to have a coach last more than six seasons over the hundred years um, within this organization? What do you think you need to see the most to hopefully find more longevity with the head coaching position? Well, I look forward to uh, our next head coach having a lot of success and, uh, and, and, and being with us for a long, long time and um, bringing a, uh, the kind of winning team to this community that we can all be proud of, and I look forward to that. I thank you for your time and your questions this afternoon, and I'm going to uh, proceed on with the, uh, with the searches. Thank you. Owner Michael Bidwell addressing reporters here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center following the news of the day. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury fired and general manager Steve Kimes stepping down to focus on his health. Craig Raylu back with you here and soon to be joined by our entire panel of Cardinals insiders, Darren Urban, Paul Calvisi, and Danny Sarek. A near 20-minute press conference that touched on a number of different subjects. Obviously, why the decision was made today. The surprise that Michael Bidwell had that Steve Keim or submitted his resignation and is no longer a part of the team, a team that he has been a part of since 1999. As We've got the entire crew gathered here as well. And as we look, I guess I'll start with the one who has covered this team the most, and that would be the gentleman on my left, the elder statesman amongst the four of us. It's always got to be the age, doesn't it? Of course. What stood out to you, I guess, big picture, 20,000-foot view on what we heard from Michael Bidwell today? Um, I think the thing that just stood out was for all the speculation over what this team might do and how they might stick with internal candidates, both at general manager and at coach. Uh, I mean, Michael Bidwell made it sound pretty clear that um, there was going to be a lot of discussion about outside candidates, and they were going to talk to multiple outside candidates, and um, that's a, definitely a possibility. So um, I think, again, I think with all the – the kind of the wave of, oh, Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris is going to get that GM job and Vance Joseph might be this coach. That could happen, but I did not get the sense that they're anywhere close to making that, that Michael Bidwell is anywhere close to making that kind of decision. Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson both have interviewed. There's been an external candidate interviewed for the GM job. Vance Joseph has not been interviewed to be the head coach. For you, Danny, what what was the big takeaway for you during what was a almost 20 minutes press conference? I think just the fact that the hard decision that had to be made and Bidwell saying he wanted to wait the entire 17 games, 18 weeks with the bye um, to make his decision and that 
this isn't an easy one, um, despite both Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury getting contract extensions through the 2027 season roughly 11 months ago. Bidwell had high praises, saying that he has never been around a head coach that has worked harder than Kingsbury. This is just the unfortunate business side of things. Um, and saying that he was surprised that Steve Keim decided to step away and Bidwell accepted that resignation. I think just him going off what Darren was saying, that he is set on having that net cast far and wide and being open to different possibilities for general manager and head coach, making sure that they have that partnership when it comes to personnel decisions moving forward. And I'm sure we'll talk later on. He had some comments about Kyler Murray and his recovery process as well. So there was a lot going on in that press conference. And without a general manager in place already, Paul, it's leaning on league executives. And then Michael also touched on team leaders like a Kyler Murray to get their input, their opinion on how this process plays out. Yeah, when he said it's going to be a different process this time around, I think it almost has to be because of the circumstances, at least right now. So I think that was the most intriguing part of it to me, at least initially. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, What is that going to result in? He cited repeatedly this wide net that the team is going to cast way beyond just the internal candidates like Darren mentioned. So, okay, what has he ascertained over the last uh, coaching searches that he's conducted and how will that play into this one? And the fact that at some of these league meetings and that he's also been able to, sounds like, interact even vet some of these yeah. potential candidates. I, I think that's a, that's another big thing that I took away is is the uh, is the the process that he's a part of actually in the league in terms of leading in terms of the minority candidates and and there's already been a couple of times at at league meetings where these uh, these minority candidates in personal offices go out or coaches and they go out. Uh, and, and interact and have some time to spend with these owners so that they can get in front of these owners so there's, there is a more diverse process in terms of hiring these people. I mean, Quentin Harris has taken part of it himself, the, you know, working for the Cardinals, but he's been able to meet these other people, and I think that's a big deal. I mean, we, we look at, I mean, just the mere fact, you know, in the 20-some years that I've covered this team when they've, when they've made uh, these hires, on the general manager level, there was always somebody in that spot that Michael or Bill Bidwell could lean on a little bit because all the general manager hires have been internal. And even when he kind of opened it, like when Steve Keim got uh, hired in 2013, there was somewhat of an open process. Uh, There were external GM candidates uh, interviewed, but ultimately it was Steve Keim, and he got hired fairly fast. So I think Steve Keim was always going to be that guy before at Rod Graves. So Michael's always had at least that one sounding board to talk about with a potential head coach, and that's not really there. And, and I think if you're trying to open up, uh, again, cast that wide net and open up including the GM thing, you, you, can't, you can't rely a whole lot on Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris when you're talking about potentially hiring them or not. So uh, I, I do think when he talks about uh, the, the diversity process in the league or, or calling people, calling established general managers and people that he know in the league to try and get their input on who the best candidates might be, I, I think that's why it's a little bit different. The preference is to hire a general manager first, then the head coach. doesn't have to be that way. And Danny also mentioned that it doesn't have to be an offensive-minded head coach or a defensive-minded head coach. Of course, everyone thinks offense because, well, the face of your franchise, Kyler Murray, plays quarterback. 
I do think it was interesting when talking about Kyler Murray and how he will be involved in this process because ever since the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury and the drafting of Kyler Murray, that's been the connection between the two is the relationship between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and the talk throughout the media about whether or not that relationship had become strained or not and and, and that connection there has been a talk this last season. And so it was interesting to hear Michael Bidwell talk about how he is going to keep Kyler Murray involved in this process, along with the other leaders in that locker room. And I think that that was a question that a lot of people were wondering of. You have your franchise quarterback. So how is he going to be involved making sure that there's a head coach so that they mesh well? Not saying necessarily that Kingsbury and Kyler Murray didn't mesh well, but the fact that you now have two large positions that need to be filled, how is your franchise quarterback going to play a role in that process and he made it clear that he is going to keep Kyler Murray as part of that. What's intriguing to me is you brought in Cliff Kingsbury in large part to sync up with Kyler Murray and and, and I think that's why Cliff got the extension because you knew Kyler Murray was getting the extension and they were considered a combo but would Cliff Kingsbury be a better NFL head coach with an established quarterback who's more of a consummate team leader who holds everyone accountable, a Tom Brady, a Carson Palmer, who used to run the Friday practices out here. You know, Carson Palmer really was a coach who was intimately involved with a lot of the game planning, sort of like a Colt McCoy is. So I think it's going to be important, obviously, the potential relationship and how any candidate syncs up with Kyler Murray, but it might not be as important as it was the first time around when I, Kyler Murray was drafted. I think... And I'm, I'm reading between the lines a little bit. I don't want to necessarily speak directly for Michael Bidwell. But I think I think when he, he mentioned Kyler because we mentioned Kyler, Kyler was the name that was brought up in the press conference. I don't think Kyler is necessarily getting – it gets put out there in the universe, oh, Michael Bidwell said he's going to talk to Kyler Murray about who they're going to hire. I don't think it's really like that. I mean, I, I do think he's going to be involved in terms of he's going to have updates. He's not going to – they're not going to say, hey, Kyler – you know, He's not going to be t- in the interview. T- turn to azcardinals.com <laughs> to find out who, who we're potentially going to hire. Um, but I, I don't think this is a question of, oh, oh the quarterback gets to pick who he's going to. I don't think that. And in fact, kind of going to a little bit with Paul having to say, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this is, you know, just like on a, on a bigger scale where you have a, once you had a player's coach, then you have kind of a more hardline coach. For bigger, you know, Kyler had the players' coach, you know, and maybe you have a little bit more of a, of a hardline coach. Not necessarily because Kyler has to have that, but to Paul's point, maybe you're you're trying to get him forward to where you want him to be as a quarterback, and it wasn't working with where Cliff was, so maybe you you, you take that different tack. And you know, Craig, if you bring in an outside candidate, how are you really going to ascertain how that coach is going to really connect and sync up? with Kyla Murray during an interview process. You won't know. You're going to have to project that out. So, I mean, everyone's on their best behavior during an interview, right? So everyone's going to say the right thing. The only real candidate that you know whether he's going to work with Kyler or not, based on experience, is Vance Joseph. Now, does that give Vance Joseph a leg up on maybe some of the other candidates? Perhaps, because of an existing relationship with Kyler Murray. But if you bring in a Jim Harbaugh, a Sean Payton, an unknown uh, young guy, up-and-comer, how do you know how ultimately they're going to interact and connect with, with Kyler Murray? So I think you have to make sure that Kyler Murray respects the eventual head coach. But to know how they're truly going to work together, that that is an unknown. Well, 
to that point, though, and again, this is more of a larger picture into the offseason, it was made very clear that the expectation is that Kyler Murray is here in Arizona during his rehab. That's the expectation from the owner. If you want to get that relationship with whomever the head coach might be, you've got to be here physically within this building and being a part of the process and not being somewhere else. I, I, I I think as soon as the news broke Monday morning that you were going to have a new GM and a new coach, that 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 become that becomes a must. Now, I know there's still a chance you could hire internally where I guess you could kind of juggle some things if you had to. But if they're if they're external hires, your quarterback's got to be here because there's there's got to you've got like you said, you've got to start building that relationship and quite frankly, even if you do hire internally, I I think Knowing some of the internal candidates as I do, I, I think there's a, probably, a pretty strong feeling like Kyler would have needed to be here anyways. I mentioned this before we tossed to hear from Michael Bidwell that we've seen quick turnarounds yearly in the National Football League, Jacksonville Jaguars most recently. Michael brought that up as far as the talent is here, and he used the word, at least what I heard, regressed two different times during his 20 minutes and that was something Dan that we've it's been asked of Cliff Kingsbury it's been asked of players and it's always been a little bit of a pushback because no one outrightly publicly wanted to say that but there's no question that this team on both sides of the ball at times regressed from a year ago absolutely and that was with a lot of carryover now Michael Bidwell also pointed out that this team had a lot of tough breaks and we know that very few of any teams had more injuries than the Cardinals did. The Cardinals only had two players who played every game, one on offense, one on defense, and your right tackle, Kelvin Beecham, and safety, Jalen Thompson. So we know that there were troubles and adversity that this team had to face, but nobody else, you're right, Craig, nobody else had admitted that this team had regressed. Whether or not they knew it, they kept that out of the storyline from players and coaches. And that was a reason that Bidwell said he came to his decision when it came to Cliff Kingsbury was just... The time had come. There had been enough of a regression, even though the the previous three years the team had improved. There was enough regression for his decision to let go of Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I think his statement was, we're not as broken as people think. That's a good yes. line. And look, you, you can cite 10-2, and two, and that's how they started last year. And obviously they have the talent. But ever since, they've lost 18-23. And they've been in different ways. In a variety. And then the home record, they lost 12 of the last 13 at home. So... There is something that is missing, whether it's just regression, whether it's the lack of attention to detail, which a lot of the players cite, which might have been one of the big reasons why there's going to be a new head coach, the accountability that perhaps was missing at certain levels, not what the elite team leaders, because to me, there was enough leadership in that locker room when you have J.J. Watt and Buda Baker and James Conner and Kelvin Beecham and Colt McCoy. So... The new head coach and GM need to assess what is missing. Now, in terms of personnel, I think it's easy to look at the line of scrimmage, both sides. Obviously, a lot of question marks on the O-line. You have a talent deficit right now in the D-line. You need a pass rusher, obviously, off the edge. So if you can resolve those the, the line of scrimmage, then, yeah, I, I would agree there are enough weapons where you can get back into contention. What's the stat you busted out recently? Since 1990, there have been four new playoff teams every single every season. Every single year. Every single At year. At least four. Yeah. So, 
you know, unless you're an absolute outlier in the NFL, you do have a chance every season. Well, well I think I, I, I just think another pattern too. The last couple of years is you're not just talking about the last 20 or so games, Paul. It's every season we've noticed the pattern of the last couple of games and how the Cardinals have fallen off in the home stretch when it is important to win and to start building momentum and getting hot the right time of the year. That's never happened under head coach Cliff Kingsbury. And I think that's something, too, to keep in mind of. It's not just the last two seasons or playing at home. It's been the home stretch has been a problem every year. I'm curious. Another thing that I noticed, I mean, when you talk about turnaround, I mean, we are talking about the reality, the very realistic possibility that you don't have Kyler Murray for the first four games, five games, maybe six games, whatever. Um, That is a concern. And that would be a concern of any head coach to me coming in, depending on what the situation is. That said, I did notice that Michael Bidwell made a point to say that the 49ers are on their third quarterback and still winning a lot of games. So, you know, you're, the, there are going to be expectations. I, I do think there's, there's a, this roster needs a lot of help right now. Um, that's my personal look at it. I mean, they've got more than 30 free agents, 30 unrestricted free agents. Um, So just by sheer numbers, there's a lot of questions over what's going to happen and their cap situation and how they're going to deal with it and DeAndre Hopkins and what do you do with him and all these things. Um, I mean, these are all discussions for future podcasts and other live streams. But, um, I mean, these are the questions that if you're a GM or a coach, obviously these guys want their chances. And there's only, as, as uh, Dave McGinnis once said to me, uh, right before he got hired uh, from being interim to the regular head coach, we were talking early one morning. I was still working at a newspaper, and he comes in, and he goes, these guys offered me the job. Should I take it? And I'm like, things were not in a good place then. And I'm like, well, I don't know. This would be kind of a tough thing. And he goes, looks at me and goes, you know what, Darren? He goes, there's only 32 of these. I only get You only get so many chances. So you're going to get decent amount of candidates that are willing to do it but again what job do you have in front of you you guys are right it can be turned around quickly but here's my last question here's my last question if there are so many internal decisions and there are right nearly three dozen unrestricted free agents and or existing players you have to answer that question who's best equipped to evaluate those players and make those decisions someone who's been around those players or do you need an outside new set of eyes a different viewpoint Maybe, but that's going to be a lot of film to watch on a lot of different players and how comfortable is an outsider going to feel in determining the fate of a lot of existing players when there are internal evaluators like an Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris and or Vance Joseph who might have the answer right now. Is that more of a short-term solution, though, if you're trying to find a GM? I'm just curious if, if, Mm -hmm. if that's the pro of having it but you feel stronger by bringing in an outside candidate in every other scenario, is that really a pro if you have an internal hire because they know the players, unrestricted free agents from this year, you don't really give a GM or a one- or two-year deal off the bat, so that would be something to consider as well. And, and, and the other thing, too, is coaching is kind of a different deal, although as of right now, the assistants are all, the ones that are under contract are still around until whatever, but um, with the GM situation... If, if you don't hire internally, um, we don't know what's going to happen with Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris. I mean, we, we know that Quentin Harris has already been asked to, uh, they've asked for permission to interview him for the Titans Open GM job, but if one of them is still here, and I know Mike, Michael Bidwell likes both of them a lot, 
if you hire an outside GM, is that outside GM willing to work with them continually in the personnel department? And then you have the best of both worlds, then you might have an outside eye, but you also have somebody who knows all these free agents. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the next three, four weeks. Well, and maybe sooner than that, because as Michael Bidwell alluded to, there is an incredible sense of urgency because there are four other head coach openings right now in the National Football League. So sooner rather than later, a general manager and head coach both get hired and we can start talking about on the field roster construction as opposed to what's going on in the front office but of course follow it all on azcardinals.com the fine writings of one darren urban and these us three right here the talking heads will just blab around about what's going on with the arizona Cardinals. he writes it we dissect it (laughs) all the coverage on azcardinals.com